we're here surviving j9 another week sunset 17 studios here in costa mesa this is how we coming it's my vibe i'm on right now got my boy cole on the boards we're gonna have a good show today but you know we can't start the show until we start a little music so that's what we're gonna do right now we got the vibe out a little bit get everybody warmed up it's the foreplay <laughs> got to get you warmed up I got a story behind this song I have to share it with you guys one day She's singing to me anyway Let's go And I can't stop thinking about About the Y'all saying another love song? Is this another love episode? That was last week Oh, you know, we gotta keep the vibes positive Yeah. It's a beautiful song. Hope you guys out there feeling good. Hope you guys enjoyed last week's episode. But this week is even better. We're going to get started soon, but we got to go to something else. Let's go, Cole. Yeah. Y'all not hyped up yet, are you? Yeah, I'm on my Tony Braxton kick. That's right. We're feeling good today. You know the vibes. Check us out, Sunset 17 Studios in Costa Mesa. So follow us on the Instagram, Surviving J9. Follow me on Instagram. Follow me on Twitter. Follow me on TikTok. Just don't follow me home. This is my jam. Like, is this a DJ? Nah, we just trying to get y'all warmed up, man. Get y'all getting the car settled down. You might be driving home from work. You might be at home about to listen to the podcast. Music soothes you. That's what we trying to do. We're trying to relax you. Now, about to get it started real soon, but you know, it's a three for three on Wednesday, so we're gonna hit you with one more. Hit you with one more, we're gonna get this show started. I'm excited about today's podcast, I have to get everything warmed up. And you know, I know you guys listen, looking forward to talking, but you know, one more song. Just get you ready. By now, you should be like, okay, I'm ready to hear what you got to say. Enough with the music. But I love the music. Okay. Thank you guys for listening. Thank you guys for following. 
Coming up today. Me and Cole been talking about it for the last few days. Once again, yeah, Sunset 17 Studios here in Costa Mesa. Come record you a podcast down here if you want. Surviving J9 Podcast, Episode 2. Man, what a week was it? You know, last episode was the introduction. I hope you guys got the chance to listen. If not, you can go back and check it out. Surviving J9 on YouTube. You can even check it check it out on the Sunset 17 Studio YouTube. Doesn't matter to me. Wherever you go, just go listen to it. And uh, I think you'll like it. So it's a new week, but I wanted to do something different to start the week. You know what? I first wanted to start off by saying this because I thought about it. I want to make sure that people know that this show is not against women at all. Uh, women are the foundation of a lot of things. I have a lot of women in my life that I love. Uh, so I don't want anybody to think that I'm bashing women or anything like that. Uh, but basically what it is for is more for men to express their emotions or to hear a, a, a side of the story from a man's perspective. So I just want to throw that out there because I have a lot of women that support me. Thank you. I appreciate it. And I just wanted to say that. And I want to start about the show off with uh, doing some highs and lows. That's something I took from uh, J9, the highs and lows. So I'm going to start. I'm going to ask Cole what we're going to do every week is highs and lows. So, Cole, my man, what was your high and low either for today or for the week? Yeah, so I'd have to say my high for today was being able to crank out about 14 different short edits and i'd say the low is uh not getting enough sleep so <laughs> that's definitely could be a low at times uh my high was actually i actually got to record last week at uh at a place uh, some music and so it was a great experience uh, i had my two of my buddies there and uh uh you know working on this uh five stages of grief lp uh, but my low was I actually didn't do as well as I wanted to. I think my nerves were too um, too all over the place. So I'm going to do it again um, July 6th. Uh, so we'll see how that goes. So back to our, our what we're here for. Let's do this pod thing. Um, I thought about something along the way. I was going to say what uh, – oh, I got to ask Cole again. So, Cole, what um, – we talked about this the other day, so I hope it just doesn't throw you off guard. When you have a job, remember, what's the one thing that every job you go to, you have to do? That happens at every job, period, no matter what job it is. Wienerschnitzel, Macy's, um, what job is that? What do, what do you have to do? What happens? The one thing you usually have to do at every job is you get training. Training, exactly. So, but there's only one job in the entire world that we don't receive training at. Can you guys think of that? It's being a parent. 
There's no training for being a parent. Now, we know moms have what they call a motherly instinct, which is a real thing. Uh, obviously, the bond with the child because they carry the child for nine months most of the time, unless it comes early. You know, they breastfeed the child. The child is in their, in their, in their womb, so there's, they deal with the emotions of the mother. Whatever the mother eats, whatever the mother takes, the child feels that. So there's a, there's a, a connection already there. Now, that's different from what the dad has because the dad has to work to make that bond. So this episode, I decided to speak about my relationship with my daughter as a father. Recently, my daughter graduated from high school and it, it was a great moment. But in a way for me, it was kind of bittersweet because the time seemed like it just flew by. And I remember years ago, me taking her on the bike ride and her telling me, Dad, this is the best day of my life. Unfortunately, we didn't have a lot of those days <laughs> from, that, from that time to this time. And there's a lot of reasons why. Um, and I'll get into some of them. But, you know, my main issue, my main thing I want to talk about is the responsibilities of being the father. Like I said earlier, moms have a great deal of responsibility. Because if a, if a father decides that he doesn't want to do anything with the child, the mother is just it's, it's on her. Uh, I've been uh, thankful that uh, my daughter has a great mother who handled her responsibilities at all time, who wasn't absent, who did what she was supposed to do. The reason why I said uh, things were bittersweet for me is because, you know, sometimes when they ask you what you want to be when you grow up, right? You get that question when you're younger. What do you want to be when you're, some people say, uh, oh, I want to be a doctor. Oh, I want to be a lawyer. Um, realistically, of course, I wanted to play basketball, but ultimately, when I, when I was younger, I wanted to be a court reporter and I wanted to be a dad. I like kids. I wanted to have, you know, a whole, a big family. And, uh, uh, unfortunately I did have, a, a, a few kids, um, but it wasn't the family I envisioned. And my daughter, uh, she's now, uh, 18 she took the, the brunt of a lot of uh, my absence. And I was absent for several reasons. I was absent, one, that I was on a forced vacation, which I'll explain <laughs> in a later podcast. But a lot of the times I was just running around trying to figure out what I was supposed to do. I don't know if that makes any sense, but you're trying to figure out your life. You're trying to figure out something and you're running around. It's not intentional, but you're absent from your child's life. It's an important, a lot of times we think of, you know, being a parent involves money. But I can tell you right now, I don't remember one thing, my dad spent money on me, but I do remember the things that we did together and the time that we spent together. I'm gonna swing this over to my man Cole real quick and ask him, so Cole, in your opinion, what, what makes a good father? Because I know you're, you're close, you have a relationship with your father. In your opinion, what makes a good father? I think what makes a good father is someone who instills discipline into you. So someone who, instead of saying, hey, yo, dad, you know, can I get a hundred bucks for this and that? It'd it be someone saying, you know, okay, I'll give you the hundred bucks, but you got to work for it. Mm-hmm. I agree. And, but you know what's, what's, what's interesting about that? To instill discipline in your child, you have to be present. 
So if you're not present, you can't instill the discipline. And see, a lot of times, now listen, this is not a, a me playing victim because I made choices and you have to deal with the choices that you make. But I see my daughter, we, we were estranged for a couple of years. I just didn't return her call or didn't want to talk. And she's given me numerous chances to try to, you know, rectify it. Like she wanted to have a relationship. And it's, it's crazy because usually when you talk to a person, you're not receptive when you hear negative things about yourself, which is unfortunately what a lot of us have an issue with. That's why a lot of problems don't get solved. So then one of the last times when we decided to talk, she said she wanted to talk to me and, and, and we went down to a restaurant and it just dawned on me how much she had grown and she had her little notes with her. And then she read from her notes, some of the things that were bothering her. I think for the first time, in our relationship, I actually said, you know what, I'm going to shut up and just listen. Because before, usually I would do is when she would say something to me, is I would get defensive. I never seen or understood her side of the story. Because in my mind, I'm like, well, I didn't do this intentionally to you. So you need to listen to what I'm saying. I'm your dad. You need to respect me. And that's it. But to actually see, you know, how smart she was, um, how articulate she was how thought out it was, it really made me feel like, man, I, I missed all this, you know, and I'm sorry that I did. And I'm sorry to her for making her feel the way that she did at times. Now, I took some notes. I tell you guys I have podcast notes because usually I ramble. And so I'm going to read a few things about certain things that I, that I learned. So it says, about an absent parent. Some characteristics of an absent parent. Little to no meaningful interaction or bonding with the child. The parent does not actively seek out time to play, talk, or engage with the child. Minimal involvement in parenting duties, like attending school events, helping with homework, taking the child to activities, etc. The parent is more of a bystander than an active participant. Another one, inconsistent presence. The parent may come and go as they please with little regard for the child's needs or schedule. They are unreliable. Now, I would put two checks by that because I definitely was inconsistent. Uh, so I would check that one. Emotional distance. The parent does not express love, affection, or validation towards the child. They do not make the child feel emotionally seen and understood. I probably could check that one, too. Lack of communication. The parent does not actively listen to the child or have meaningful conversations to connect on the emotional level. Says the effects of having an absent parent can be significant for a child's development. Children with absent parents often struggle with attachment issues, low self-esteem, difficulty forming healthy relationships, anxiety, depression, and other mental health issues. And then I thought this was interesting at the end. It says, while an absent parent may not intentionally cause harm, their distance and inconsistency can negatively impact a child's emotional and social development. The best thing an absent parent can do is to recognize the issue, seek help or guidance, and make an active effort to be more present and engaged in their child's life going forward. Now, my child is now 18. I like to say that the good thing about it is that they're adults longer than their children, so they're always your child, so you still have time. But reading this made me think a lot and do a lot of self-reflection um, on myself and try to figure out you know, well, why would you do certain things or, or, or why uh, would you do this or that? So 
you know, you don't really know when you're younger how to deal or co-parent. It's one of the reasons why one of our big issues that we bumped head on is that I didn't want my child to have a boyfriend. I felt that love for a child should be reserved for when they're an adult. Because love is an emotion that's hard for adults. I mean, look at me. I made a whole podcast behind it. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? And so as a child to deal with that, I just think that that's not something that you should focus on. People say, well, they're going to do it anyway. Well, I mean, you could say they're going to smoke. Are you going to just uh, get, put them an ashtray in the room and say, here, sit down? No. And so a lot of times, you know, we would bump heads. And then if you're dealing with the mom and the, and the relationship between you and the mom is not severed, and what I mean by severed is that there's no physical activity involved or any leading on that will will cause the mother to get angry at you because, you know, one time you come by, you're laying up with her. The next time you come by, you got a girl on the phone and that plays with the emotions of the mom. And it's a, and it's a difficulty that happens to a lot of people. And I was talking to somebody and the point was made that as a mom. It's hard for them because of the maternal bond is so strong. It's hard for them to just hand over their child and say, here, take my child, even to give the child to their father. Because I've I've had situations with my with my first wife where um, I went to go get my son and she wanted to know, well, where are you taking them? Or she didn't want me to take them. And that was her way of controlling me. And I'm like, it shouldn't matter. It's my kid. But the mom is so used to um, having their child because, look, if, if things go wrong, right, if you split up, family split up, my parents, you know, got divorced when I was younger. The mom normally gets the, the joint physical custody and the dad gets the visitation. It's like it's been like that since we all been born. And so if you don't have the ability to know how to, OK, I'm going to see my child or fight for my child. You're going to you're going to give up. So a lot of the times I think with my daughter, I felt like I was putting in the effort. But as a man, there's only so much you're going to do. And then you're like, you know what? I've done enough. I can't do anymore. I'm not going to fight anymore. I've tried the best I can to be there, but I just can't. I just can't fight anymore. Now, people will sit here and and say, well, you know, how do you not fight for your child? And it's not not fighting for the child. It's just you feel like, OK, I have another family. You know, I'm doing something else. And it's still it's no excuse. And so my daughter is very, very smart. She's very, very intelligent. She didn't deserve that. In fact, no child deserves that. So as a as a man, we have responsibilities, right? You have to be responsible financially for your child. and You have to be f- responsible emotionally for your child. And if you're not doing those things, then you can't say that you're being a good father. I hate to admit it, but there's times, especially with my daughter, that I wasn't a good father. I wasn't at all. And that's not acceptable. A man should go to work. You have kids. Work. Provide for your child. No matter what the relationship is with you and the mom, you should have a you should want to. It should make you feel bad if you are not providing for your child. Matter of fact, I tell myself I'll never get biblical on here because I don't like, you know, it, it's like politics. It divides people. But I will say this in the Bible. It tells you that a person that doesn't take care of his own is worse than the person without faith. So that means if you don't if you don't take care of your own, you're worse than the person that doesn't even believe in God.
So that's how serious you have to take your responsibility of being the father. I didn't do that. And those things I have to deal with. That's something that I, I said in an episode last week. I says, people say they don't care what people think. But I do care what people that love me think. And it bothers me that at times I dropped the ball and I wasn't responsible as I need to be. So why am I sharing this? What's the importance of me sharing this? Well, it might be certain people that's in similar situations right now. You could have a child and maybe you and the mom are not getting along. At the end of the day, the most important thing is the child because the child gets affected by it. My daughter is still dealing with it because she felt that I didn't want to be around her. I never, ever felt that, but she felt that. And my actions made her feel that. And I'm like, man, babe, I didn't, that wasn't my intention. And so imagine you're a child feeling that their dad doesn't want to, or any of their parent doesn't want to have anything to do with it. That's hard, you know, to deal with. And so I'm saying this because as a man, if you're in this situation right now, you can change it. You can take steps to change it. Now, you can always go get visitation. You know, there's ways that you can do those things. I had to do that uh, with, my, with my oldest son. Unfortunately, I had to go to court, file paperwork, and, you know, I got custody. I got to see him. But nothing should be more important than your relationship with your child. I missed out on so many good things. Even though me and my daughter did a lot of things together when she was younger, some of the things she doesn't remember. And, I, and I'll ask this, well, and what's the importance of it? Think about it. We all have been to the movies, right? We go to the movies. Let's go see the Marvel movie, the next Marvel movie. We sit in the movie. If we have to go to the bathroom during the movie, what happens? Well, we miss part of the movie. Well, now we got to figure out what's going on. See, in the movie, you can always go see it again. But when it comes to your child, you can't go get that time back. See, I missed part of my daughter's movie. I can't go get it back. That's not a good feeling. You don't want to have that feeling. But I will also say this in that there's another important thing. We t I talk about a lot of this thing about dealing with abuse, right? It's important to not allow people to freeze you in time. Now, what do I mean by not being frozen in time? Let's say we have somebody that's been has been recovering, has been sober uh, for a few years, clean and sober from drugs and alcohol for three years. But five years ago, they did damage to people. Oh, I remember on uh, June 28th, 2008, at seven o'clock, I remember the time because Jeopardy was just coming on. You were drunk and came. But it's 2023 now. See, some people will freeze you in time and make you still be the person that you were back then. Don't allow them to do that. More importantly, don't do it to yourself. One mistake, or correct that, multiple mistakes doesn't make you that person. You can always still change your behavior. You can always still be better and do better. No, you won't be able to get the time back but you can make the time that's left something that you'll be proud of. I want to share one story. There was a natural disaster um, 
I forget the country, I wasn't told, at a school. The father goes to the school and the school is completely flattened, completely flattened. All the parents and everybody stand, standing out there, the, it's just completely flat. They're like, there's no survivors, nothing. The father goes past the, where it's taped off and stuff that, and he gets a shovel and he starts digging. He's digging, he's digging. School people come over there to him and tell him, hey, sir, there's nothing. You have to stop digging. There's nothing left here. And he's like, looks at the person. He says, are you going to help me? Keeps digging. A couple hours later, a fire official comes by and says, listen, sir, there's no survivors here. You, you, you got to stop digging. You, 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 you can't keep digging. You have to go. He looks at one of the fire officials and says, are you going to help me? He keeps digging, he keeps digging. Finally, one of the officials of the city comes over and says, hey, sir, you're putting people's life in danger. You have to stop this. Look at this. this everything's wiped out. There's, sorry, sir, the kids are dead. The father turns around and he asks the same thing. Are you going to help me? The father keeps on digging. The father digs for 36 hours and he hears a noise. Hear some noise. What happened was when the stuff came crashing down and all the rocks, a rock blocked part of it and the kids were able to crawl under there. The kid told the students, don't worry, my dad's coming for me. My dad is coming. Watch, he's going to come get me. Because my dad always told me as long as I'm alive, he would always protect me. He'd always, he would always keep me safe. The kid told all his other classmates that. And guess what? That's what his dad did. So I want to tell you, little, my daughter, that I'm sorry for the times that I didn't keep on digging, that I didn't protect you, and that I didn't keep you safe. Because you deserve that. Every child deserves that. But it will never happen again. And for the rest of my life, no matter what, I'll always keep digging for you. I thought about this whole episode for a long time because I want to tell my daughter when she listens that I love her very much. I'm proud of her. She got accepted uh, into college. She wants to be a nurse. I want to tell you how thankful I am of uh, how you endured the things that you had to go through. I want to tell you how thankful I am that you uh, um, just did everything you could do to be a good child. I want to apologize to you for my absence, for my lack of understanding, for my not being the father that you deserve. Because I'm happy, you made me happy. Having a daughter is the greatest thing in the world because you know I got all boys and you're my little girl. So I just wanted to let you know that, again, I can't go back and change the past, but I'll be here from the present and through the future. And I look forward to all the good things that you're gonna do. You remember we used to go to school, right? I used to take you to school, elementary school. And we had the song. We used to play this song and used to love this song. So as I'm getting out of here on today's episode, I'm going to play our song. And this is for you, little. Hope you guys enjoyed it. Surviving J9 podcast. Follow me on Instagram, TikTok. 
see you next week. Girl, it don't have to be February 14th. There's a million ways to love you. Wanna make every day Valentine's when you're with me. I got a million ways to love you. Kick off your shoes, baby, leave it to me. Girl, just relax, what you need is TLC. Take a nap, get yourself when you wake up. This ain't a dream. I got a million ways to love you. Action speak louder than words, baby. So I'll show you instead. With you, I wanna share it all. There's only 60 seconds in a minute, yeah. 365 days a year. Sweat gonna be raining inside. I got a million ways to love you. Touch on your touch on your leave my fingerprints. Right on your heart, so you always let me in. Get ready for the marathon stop. Let's do it again, again. I got a million ways to love you. Action speak louder. Seconds in a minute, yeah. 